0: Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, there she is. There she is. How are you doing this evening? I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah, a little nervous. That's okay. Everyone, tell Ember that she doesn't have to be nervous or make her laugh right now yes we already got a chuckle yes kitten ray I didn't say laugh I said make her laugh (laughs) we got two chuckles yes all right all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls other people laughing makes you laugh (laughs) of course it does (laughs) All right, Ember. So I know that you posted the question and asked Miss L. Would you like me to just go ahead and read that so um our listeners know what we're talking about? Or would you like to just quickly explain what you laid out for me?
1: Um it's okay. You can
0: just read it. Okay. All right. So our lovely and gracious Ember wrote in today. Well, maybe not today, but wrote in with this question, if I can find it. One moment. There we go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Basically about perfectionism. Um, we have some perfectionistic tendencies, and I believe it's not healthy because it's unrealistic to live up to. I've been trying to pay close attention to how I often aim, aim for perfectionism. Um, And essentially, the question is, I'm going through a waiting game right now. I'd like time to work on myself and improve myself so that I can pursue a relationship, be ready to serve the dom of my dreams. But I don't know where to start. How do I undo my perfectionistic tendencies? Is it always a bad thing? Can I keep perfectionism in certain areas? um and correct it in other areas or does it need to be obliterated as a whole so that's essentially what we are talking about tonight do you have anything to add to that ember
1: no I, I don't not at this time
0: okay all right so we're talking about perfectionism and like i said earlier i have a lot to say on this subject and i know that a number of you submissives Struggle with this as well. And so I might do a full length video on this. Actually, in the chat, give me, show me, show me, show me. If who would like me to do a full length video, just raise your hand or say me, give me some sort of indication. Me. Okay. Yes, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So then we are going to, I'm going to kind of gloss over some points here to give Ember and anyone else uh, struggling with this some strategies until I get that full length video out. So um, yes, you are right in your, in your statement. Perfectionism is not just unhealthy. Perfectionism is actually a trauma response. Okay. And perfectionism actually has nothing to do with self-improvement. Even though that's how perfectionists rationalize it. Perfectionism has nothing to do with self-improvement. Perfectionism is a self-destructive An addictive belief system that basically says I can only have worth, have value, be loved, be accepted when I am perfect, when I have done something perfectly, when I've accomplished something perfectly. It's and and why it's a trauma response is it's based off of when we are growing up, if we are loved and value just who we are you know, like you are, you are beautiful. You are valuable. You are created with purpose and for purpose. And there's no one that can do what you do, how you do it. You are unique and you are special and you have innate value and you don't have to work and earn and strive to prove your value or earn love because you innately have value and you are innately loved. But if that's not the message that we receive as children in a healthy, nurturing environment and we have a lot of abuse in the home or religious abuse or things like that, that set us up to feel like we have to work and earn and strive for an ounce of validation, an ounce of love, an ounce of acceptance. And so as adults, it turns into this perfectionistic tendency that we, we go through this to try to avoid rejection, to avoid shame, to avoid the pain of feeling inadequate. So it's, it's all core wounds. It's all a trauma response. So perfectionism is not healthy. And it's not just nonsensical. Because it, it, you can't ever be perfect. So it's not just an illusion and a crippling illusion, but it's all trauma. And it's all setting yourself up to, to stay in that trauma loop. And so um, I want to actually, I want to read this because I thought this was super, super insightful. Because we, we look at, you know, constantly like writing the same line 50 times, making sure it's perfect before we can write anything else or things like that, that are perfectionistic behaviors. But it actually, perfectionism comes in, in other behaviors, such as being really, really hard on yourself. That super critical self-talk. I'm such, oh. God, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I fucking did that again. Oh my gosh, I can never get it right. Blah, blah, blah. That really harsh, critical self talk that's perfectionism. Never feeling good that enough.
1: Sounds like me.
0: That sounds like you. All right, all right. Well, we don't want that for you because we, we will receive the love and acceptance, the treatment that we think we deserve. So if you are speaking to yourself that way and you don't view yourself with love and it's just judgment and criticism, then how are you going to openly receive someone who goes, oh, I don't like when you criticize yourself. Don't do that again. You're worth more than that. It creates this struggle inside of us. And you don't deserve that, Ember. You don't deserve that struggle. Because I believe that you are deeply, deeply loved. I believe that you have been created with purpose and for purpose. And no one can do what you do, how you do it. You are so worthy of love. You are so valuable. You're not broken. You're not damaged. You are loved. But it's this perfectionism that keeps us in this shame spiral feeling like we're not enough feeling like we have to work and earn and strive and prove and that's not love that's not being loved so that that really harsh critical self-talk perfectionism never feeling good enough about yourself perfectionism procrastinating perfectionism having trouble relaxing perfectionism Fear of trying new things and missing opportunities, perfectionism, trouble making decisions, perfectionism, fear oh my of. Uh huh. Are we checking all the boxes, girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Trouble making decisions, fear of conflict and people pleasing, anxiety, and so really, it's a focus on. The end result, the end goal. You feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I feel like we're calling a lot of people. You You know what? You can't say you feel called out because all, I'm going to pull out my Southern, all y'all just said that we want a full length perfectionism video. Perfectionism. Video. <laughs> so you 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 signed up for it, everyone. So yes. I'm calling you out because, again, in order to accurately treat something, we have to properly diagnose it. Yes, but still, like, we asked for the pain, but we can still whine that it's painful. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) So the, the goal is often, it's, it's really, it's not even about us. Perfectionism is always others focused, right? Like, think, like, any project Any task is always about proving that you're good enough, proving to others that you're good enough, so you'll have that acceptance, you'll have that validation. And so, I would say start with. Oh, you you're probably not gonna like this one, Ember, but I would say start with activities that bring you joy, and bring you pleasure that don't have a goal involved. So like, I'm not going to organize my space and clean my space because I feel shitty about myself if I don't organize and clean my space. Maybe it's, I don't have to organize and clean my space right now. I can go watch a show. And laugh for 30 minutes. It's it's real quiet. I don't think she likes that one.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I'm thinking. um, I mean. I feel like I've been able to do that in the past. So I'm not really sure if that's pushing myself. Like. um, I would definitely. Procrastinate doing that. To like watch a show. But then I'd be like. (sighs) Okay. I gotta go do that now, and then I would like try to make it perfect. But I guess like where I feel like it would be a conflict in a future relationship is um like if let's just say we had a date night or something, and I cooked, and like you know the dom the dominant question would be like, "Come sit on the couch with me," and I feel like but the dishes are not done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's where the conflict of will would get like get in the way of like, you know, obeying.
0: It only gets in the Um, way if you make the wrong choice. Submission does not happen until there's a disagreement or conflict of wills. A disagreement or conflict of wills is an opportunity for submission. It's not a hindrance to it. That's my point in saying that. How you're viewing that is that would be a problem. That would be a hindrance. No, it's not. It's only a hindrance if you make the wrong choice. It's only a hindrance if you listen to your perfectionism. It's only a hindrance if you obey your trauma, not your dominant. But if you are devoted and you love your dominant, you want to please your dominant, you trust your dominant, and your dominant says, come sit on the couch with me, at that moment, you have a choice to submit or to do what you want. And it's in that moment, if you choose correctly, that you're going to Diminish a little bit of that trauma and a little bit of that perfectionism when you say, Yes, Master, I trust you. I love you. I'm devoted to you. And even though this is making me feel uncomfortable right now, that brings me pleasure because my discomfort is an act of service to honor you. And that's my dog saying, I agree. Yes. (laughs) Hold on just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think Mr. B like Jamie, shut up. (laughs) Jamie has spoken. (laughs) So the more times you practice releasing that control, the more you realize that the world won't go up in flames for doing so. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing you, you want to practice getting over this perfectionism and you can do the work on your own by, like we were saying, you know, a minute ago, Taking inventory of what's drawing you to or what's driving you to do a task. Is it performance-based so that you can, you know, take a photo and post a photo and get validation or, or not. You have to, you have to question your motives. And then, like we were talking uh, today about when it hits you, when that draw to procrastinate or that draw to get it perfect hits you. Take inventory. Where does it hit you in your body, and then full stop and do the opposite. Talk back to it and do the opposite.:
1: Does that I don't make know if sense? You heard, but I guess my dog disagreed with you, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the dogs are barking now, all the dogs. Um, but what about when it does? What about when it does because it's happened before? What about when what does? If your dominant says you're good enough, who are you to say otherwise? Thank you so much for quoting my wisdom there, Little Lemon. Appreciate you. So, Ember, (laughs) is this making sense to you, my dear?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm trying to, like, think back to, like, the last time I felt like I had to be perfect, like, about something. And, like... It's hard to remember, like, where, where it does hit me, because it's such a, like, feel it, like, I feel it for, like, a, literally a second before I'm already acting on it. It's, like, mm-hmm. not even, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not even, like, oh, my God, I'm letting myself feel this for, like, a full minute. No, it's, like, feel it, okay, I'm already on it. It's, like, right instinct.
0: Right. Be, and you're exactly right. It is instinct. It's, it's, it's subconscious programming. Because remember, I said perfectionism is all trauma responses and core wounds. So yeah, so if that's happening on a subconscious level. That's why it feels like instinct, because it's happening on a subconscious level. And you have never fought back against it to the point to conquer it and make it conscious. This is how you bring the subconscious to the conscious. You want you want to feel more in control of your emotions, you want to feel in control of your responses and not just go, "Oh, fuck. I I'm I'm being perfectionistic right now. I'm catching myself and I don't even know when this started. I just I'm doing it and I I don't even realize it." It's because, yeah, yeah, yeah it it's because it's so second nature. It's so subconscious. You have to bring it from the subconscious to the conscious. So even if you have one second, you have one second. Even if you don't catch it right away and then you kind of wake up from that like disassociated state or trance state and you realize you're doing it, at that moment of realization, you have power. At that moment of realization, you have power. It's a small window, but that's okay. You don't need a big window to have power. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. You have power. And in that one second where you feel pulled, and it could change locations in your body depending on what's happening, the context, the trigger, whatever. But whenever you realize it, even if it's for a second, you have power and you don't have to listen to it. I think your dog is saying "Amen." Listen to Miss L.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't think you'd be able to hear him in the other room.
0: No, you're good. Miss Miss Jill heard the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: yes, I agree. All right, all right. And so I would say, like, it's gonna feel a little uncomfortable. But that's how we, that's how we change these things is like, if we continue to reinforce the subconscious programming, it's just going to get worse, girl. So we have to bring it to the conscious level. And so check it, whatever you feel in your body, check it. And then full stop, talk to it. Go, no, that's a perfectionism thought. And I am not pursuing perfectionism. I'm pursuing excellence. And so no, I'm not going to listen to that. If that perfectionism is telling you to avoid something, then you attack it instead. If the perfectionism is telling you to be, to, to jump on something with like OCD veracity, then do the opposite. Essentially, we want to starve the impulse. We want to starve the subconscious impulse. Does that make sense? Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. It, it does make sense. Okay. Um. So, just one more question. Uh, one more like question yeah. that has to do with this. So, like I said, um, like how can you keep it in some areas and not others, or
0: why would you want to?
1: Not good. Uh, I mean, because attention to detail would be like beneficial in something like art or music, or uh, I guess it's not the same. <laughs>
0: I love how you're answering your own question as you're processing this. <laughs> yes. Attention to detail and perfectionism are two completely different things. I am incredibly, incredibly detail-oriented, but it I never let it cross the line into perfectionism. And when I catch it, because sometimes I'll get fixated and I'm just like, okay, this is not, my vision is not coming together. And right. when I start feeling that frustration, that angst, then I'm like, okay, we're, we've crossed the line somewhere and it's time for me to go do a different project. And I'm done with this right now. And sometimes you just have to drop it and let it go and then come back to it with a fresh set of eyes so you can see the things that you need to see, see the details that you need to see. But being being aware, being present, being detail-oriented are not perfectionism. That's being present and aware, <laughs> detail-oriented. Perfectionism is a completely different ballgame. Again, perfectionism is not about self-improvement. Perfectionism is a trauma response, a way to avoid shame and pain.
1: Right, yeah, that makes sense
0: okay cool yeah because we want you to be creative we want you and and that's the thing perfectionism will will cripple your creativity whereas being detail-oriented won't you're just being to me being detail-oriented is just like i am present and i am focusing my full attention on what i'm doing right perfectionism is like i fucking have to do this or else i'm shit gotcha (laughs) it sounds different right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. I I think like recently um like just recently I started to like adapt um like self-love and stuff like that but I haven't quite gotten to the part where I stop beating myself up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I do have love for myself but I haven't gotten to the point where I haven't been like, where I'm not beating myself up mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's part of the process. And the more you bring this to the conscious level, the more you're going to be able to combat that. But again, you you, it, this is just something that you've done for a long time. It's just it's familiar. It's like it's like driving a cart in in. In dirt, like in a muddier dirt pathway. Like if you keep driving that cart or that plow or whatever in that dirt, it's going to create a path. It's going to create a divot. And the more you drive it, the deeper it's going to get, right? The deeper that path is going to get. Well, you've been driving along the same path for many, many years. And so it's fixed. It's a fixed path. The good news is our brains are neuroplastic. We have. neuroplasticity so we can adapt these pathways by bringing the subconscious to the conscious level and so you're doing the work already by looking down in the dirt road and going oh fuck a duck there's a path there and i don't like it that's already half the battle that's already half the battle that's amazing awareness so Mm -hmm. i applaud you for that that's wonderful Thank you you're welcome. you're welcome. so now just just be aware, even if it's for a second, that second is your power is is your is your power, so take it in that moment and go nope i don't I don't have to listen to my perfectionism because I am good enough and I am loved, and maybe find a little one liner. You know, I think mantra is like so overused. Just find a fucking one liner that you like that inspires you to love yourself like a friend that inspires you to talk to yourself like a friend
1: that inspires you to
0: treat yourself like a friend and then just speak that back to the perfectionism.
1: Right. Yeah. I actually have this bracelet I wear all the time and it's a it's a Morse code bracelet and it it says i am enough that's great that's
0: great so we're gonna say that one liner to the perfectionism and maybe start personifying it a little bit you know like hey perfectionism shut the fuck up i am enough
1: (laughs) okay i like that you like that that. she's smiling everyone
0: she's smiling everyone (laughs) good okay okay so think about what you would say to a friend and say it to yourself. Absolutely, Little Lemon. So, Ember, did I help you out? Did I answer your question? Yes. Awesome. You still feeling nervous?
1: Yeah, a little less, though.
0: A little less. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we weren't as scary as you thought we would be?
1: <laughs> no. Oh,
0: n- not wonderful. Not as <laughs> wonderful. We weren't as scary as she thought. Yes. <laughs> victory all right ember well if you don't have anything else for me my dear then you can go ahead and mute that mic and we can move on i am healthy i am wealthy i am rich i am that bitch wow miss jill (laughs) for the win all right all right
1: thank you again
0: you are welcome my dear i'm so glad that we were able to have this time and help you out everyone go ahead and give ember a round of applause for her vulnerability and bravery wonderful wonderful all right ember my dear if you could go ahead and mute that mic for me again that would be wonderful all right so we have uh, you know what Miss jill that needs to be on a shirt where did you get jill did you make that up or did you take that from somewhere Because if she made that up, I'll put it on a shirt. I just don't want to get my ass handed to me for copyright bullshit. Oh, memes made that up. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Does anyone else here, last minute, want any time with me? If not, there's no pressure. You could last minute mold something (laughs) All right, Kitten Ray, I'll let you last minute mull something. (laughs) Plus, you have to give the people what they want, the accents. All right. You know what? People want the accents. Give us the accents, they say. All right, Kitten Ray, you can go ahead and and, uh, unmute that mic and uh, I'll see how it sounds. We might have to get Mr. B in here, but you can go ahead and unmute and we'll see how uh, how it sounds. Catch the rest of this conversation in the next episode.